0: On this episode of the Create Podcast, we had Urell Brewing Company in Riverside. Don and Carrie are the owners. Don's the brewmaster. He's been brewing for over 32 years. We had them in the studio, and then right after, we came back to Riverside to check out the brewery, tasted a bunch of their beers. This one right here, the glazed donut beer, is like one of my new favorite beers. I never thought I would like a glazed donut beer. It's the perfect amount of sweetness. We tried, how many beers did we try?
1: I don't know, it's more. But that mole beer like changed my life. Antonio, it changed your
0: life,
2: yeah? Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, mole beer with chili, right? Yeah. The chili, it's like spicy. It's Um, perfect for the
1: holidays.
0: They have a coconut mango milkshake IPA, which I think is my new favorite IPA out of all the IPAs in the world. So good, so incredible people. We loved hanging out with them, getting a tour of the brewery, and their beers are just as good as they are. So hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did. You don't get to drink the beer, but hopefully you enjoy hearing all about it.
2: This is the Create Podcast.
0: Well, thanks you guys so much for coming out. Yeah, I appreciate it. We had um, Glass, Glass Ranch on and talking about their beers, and they m- mentioned you guys. And I was like, man, we need to get them on the podcast too. So, no, thanks.
2: Yeah, appreciate yeah, that's no, cool. It. Yeah, we we are lucky enough to uh, have partnered with them, so um, the beers, are, well. He is a phenomenal brewmaster. Yeah, I agree. Recipe, uh, they are all delicious. Thank you. (laughs) I haven't tried the new one that just came out. Seltzer. Oh, the seltzer. Seltzer. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. That was our first attempt at uh, doing a big batch. Yeah. Seltzer canning. Yeah. And uh, we had one little snafu, but then we, you know, he corrected it, and the next can run went perfect. I love that. I love the like feel of the cans like that
1: kind of like matte
2: yeah yeah that's really important you'll see when we go back to the brewery ours have a recurring theme they they're not not as uh matched as their cans are but they you can tell there are cans because we have like the two-tone and and uh they're they're pretty cool so yeah I think we have pretty good branding as well I love it yeah we're starting to get out although some of our cans are just bright with labels slapped on them (laughs) (laughs) because cans are king right now during COVID it's all yeah yeah.
1: have you guys had a adjustment with COVID at all have you had to make any
3: changes
2: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's
3: um, like a 180 degree turn
1: wow
2: yeah in fact uh, we have an interesting story somebody was looking out for us we were starting getting prepared to really start kind of blowing up. We were getting very popular. People were asking for our beers. And um, so we needed to get more kegs.
3: Mm. So
2: we had arranged to buy about $10,000 in half-barrel kegs. and keg- You know, kegs to stock up to be able to supply yeah. bars and restaurants because we were getting uh, a real mm. influx and to be able to, to accommodate that and, and have enough kegs. So I had got funding and... I'm an uh, accountant, so it was right, it March. we're doing a lot of tax returns for business tax returns, they're due 315. So I was dragging my feet a little bit and doing the paperwork, because I was so busy. And, you know, COVID hit 315, city shut down, and I yeah. hadn't signed the loan paperwork, so we didn't end up getting the kegs. Wow. We could use, so then I retooled that, and we used that to buy cans. <laughs> That's Mm. amazing. So, or we've been sitting with empty kegs. Yeah. $10,000 worth of empty kegs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nowhere to sell them to. That's amazing.
0: It's funny how many, like, happy accidents we've heard through Mm. COVID with different businesses. Like, we had Delia's Grinders on, and and they had, I guess theirs wasn't an accident, but they had just set up the beginning of that year their online ordering. Oh, Um, yeah. Which, had they not had that, would have really affected them. In mm-hmm. a negative way.
1: Well and Glass Ranch had like just got their like curbside pickup set up like the Friday before I think <coughs> the Yeah. The whatever that last day that kids were in school. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so it's inter- it's cool to hear everybody's little like happy accidents that happened in the midst of so much chaos. Is and the
0: then, so is the Glass Ranch seltzer that you guys just did, is that a like did they have that at their Market yet? Yes, Is it, they, do. they do. Okay.
2: We we did uh, like I said the first can run. There was a little bit of issues, so we only got like six cases. Yeah. So then they came and got those six cases the next day, and then the following. It was yesterday. Was that when we canned it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yesterday we did the rest of the uh, cans, and I think it was a whole total of 120 cases. Wow. Um, and uh, they took them, and they're were probably on shelves. Yes, the day before yesterday. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: I know. Yeah, I saw so the a, picture on their a Instagram. Navel, yeah, the can yeah. is beautiful. It is beautiful. It, it, yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah. I was like, when I saw my I took pictures. Betsy, look at the can. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast that we started. We, we mostly just do it for fun and to we moving back to California into Riverside and that's really wanting to you know we own a business and really wanting to dive in and spotlight other businesses especially those that have come at it from a creative angle you know Mm -hmm. like like you guys have creating something a new product or a new business or something within an industry but it was when we so we had glass ranch on and i had no idea that they even had beers that that they were doing and so that came up i think in the podcast
2: okay Um,
0: and then jason hooked us up gave us a bunch so we tried all the beers that you guys done with them and they're all really good Uh, from the lemon and the lime and the blood orange and
2: what was your favorite the blood orange yeah. the blood orange mm-hmm. yeah that's their biggest seller my yeah. favorite's the lime, the yeah, lime, the lime, is lime. Yeah. yeah the lime is number 2 yeah the lime is my favorite really and then the uh the orange wheat mm-hmm. is is probably yeah. my number 2 yeah even though i like ipas i do too um yeah. the tangerine ipa is pretty good the ruby red's good it's a little Strong for I like the session IPA, so they're yeah. lower alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I drink one of the regular IPAs, yeah. okay. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've had times where I, like and there's people. He's that drinking, can pound them.
1: Yeah, he he can pound them. Or he's drinking an IPA and I even just go to take a big sip and I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. There's a lot going on in there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the big and IPAs it's, not a it's
1: light. just no.
2: <laughs> Can't drink too many of them. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that's why we have a session. I'm like, make me a session IPA. Yeah, my that's brother awesome. and I played
0: in North Carolina. We played in a charity golf tournament. We made the mistake of drinking really strong IPAs like mm-hmm. in the morning. So oh, yeah. we we weren't even halfway through the day. It was like I can't golf anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I couldn't golf drawing. before. I was I'm terrible <laughs> at golfer. I'm like I didn't think it was possible to be, get worse at <laughs> golfing, but. I somehow figured out. So I know you guys are by North High School in Riverside, right? Yes. 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 Where exactly are you at?
2: We're on Chicago between Spruce and Marlboro. Okay. So in the the Hunter Park or Freeway Park center. And you brew
0: and you can on site as well? Yes.
2: When we can, we use a mobile canner, which a lot of the smaller breweries like us do. Yeah. So we do everything on site. We have a 10-barrel brew house. Yeah. And – uh, our tasting room is about nine hundred thousand square feet, so it's not really big, you know. So when they announced, oh, you can open twenty-five percent capacity if you're <laughs> serving food, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's like ten people. I don't think I'm going to hire a yeah. food person <laughs> to, right. to do that. So we've been doing uh, for seating, regular seating, every other Saturday. Okay, I have a food vendor come in and set up outside, uh, but normally we're open. Wednesday through Sunday for our to-go business cans, bottles, growler fills. That's okay,
0: cool. so for the to-go, right now you're still open. Yes. Wednesday through.
2: Sa- Sunday. Sunday,
0: and then every other Saturday, the yeah. tap rooms.
2: We're doing, yeah, we're doing outside tap room. Outside, okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yes. so
0: how did it start? How did were you like? Were you guys brewing from home, or how how did you get into it?
2: You want to tell your story?
3: Uh, I started brewing from home about 32 years ago. Yeah. And one day she asked, why don't we get into the beer business? It was really after we had a Christmas party where I made six different beers. And uh, it was all home brewers, so they all make beer. Okay. And they brought a lot of delicious beers, whales you might say, like very expensive bottles. Yeah. And left them for us. And we went through 60 gallons of beer at that Christmas party. Yeah, he had <laughs> yeah. Made. and me. I'm like, hmm. so I said, wow, they like our beer because <laughs> they could have drank anything, and yeah. and anybody can say anything, but you know, what their actions speaks louder than the words. Yeah, and then later on, a couple of years later, she said, why don't we get into the beer business? And I said man, you know how much work that's going to (laughs) be? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I am the driving force. He he was retired. He was disabled in a motorcycle accident. Okay. And I tell the story. I'm I'm an accountant. I work a lot of hours. Uh, I'm at a big CPA firm in Riverside. I've been with them 25 years. Mm, That's Um, awesome. And tax season, I can't do it anymore because now I'm really old. But (laughs) um, I used to work like close – During tax season, I've worked up to eighty hours overtime in in a pay period, which is like two weeks. So, double double your regular hours. Um, So I always joke. I would call him up. What are you doing? Oh, me and my friends are drinking some beer, and he had a little (laughs) man cave. And then I said, I'm going to work Saturday. What are you going to do? Oh, me and my friends are going to brew some beer. And I said, That's (laughs) it. I'm putting you to work.
3: (laughs) So then we divided up tasks. I make the beer. She does everything else. Yeah.
1: That seems like we're, it worked out for you.
2: Yeah. It, it, although now that we're really starting to take off, I've had to cut back at my other job. I'm still working, was working full time. And about a year ago, I told my boss, I need at least one day. Yeah. And, and then it's really not enough. Um, so I'm going to have to even cut back. Mm-hmm. So we start; they started hiring, and, and I'm trying to move my work over so that I can just maybe be consult- uh do more consulting work for them, or just do s- projects to help them out, but not be have a regular yeah the bread and, and butter of it yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, so we're trying to move towards that and we thought it was going to work out this year because like I said we really had some good things yeah. lined up but you know you gotta. Listen, go, go we're where all the road takes you. We're all just going to survive <laughs> or you 2020. you in the bushes, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> true. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Sometimes you still that's do. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. <laughs> so how long ago was that, that you guys had that idea and kind of stepped out into it? Uh,
2: uh years. We've been open five years. five years. So six years ago when we started Yeah, about planning. six years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool. And did, so at that point, you were already brewing just as a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at that point, it was like, okay, let's continue to take it more serious. So- I'm assuming you continue to do it out of your house at that point for a while, or how long mm-hmm. did well, it... What was the next step? The what next kind of step, step, step
2: is you have to get licensing. And to be licensed, you actually have to have a facility. You can't okay. do it from your house. Uh, so in order you to sell do, it. Yeah, you can start promoting and saying, you know, hey, we're going to open a brewery. You can even have some samples, but to actually brew so they that you sell can sell, yeah. you have to have a... Uh, facility and then you get it licensed you put all your paperwork in with uh, TTB and then yeah. in and ABC yeah
0: I guess that's a good thing then there'd be a, <laughs> a lot, lot of people <laughs> out there that don't really know what they're doing did yeah. you
2: yeah and, and I mean and we didn't know that much it's yeah. there, it's been a learning curve for sure yeah uh, did you see that
1: article that we read about um, California like putting a bill in place to have there be like micro restaurants? Where people are able to have restaurants yes, out of their homes. Yes, out home. of their homes. I did yeah, see that. It's I interesting. T- I
2: saw an article on the, or a, a piece on one of the news channels. Yeah, I they haven't. Were talking about that.
1: I only saw that one and I haven't seen anything else about it. Was it, it passed again, or it's something there? I think it's something that
2: they're like trying to do,
1: like to help people through the pandemic is allowing, you know, Them people to have who a would be working in a restaurant yeah. that, you know, it may not make sense yeah. for them yeah. to have. That I think big space I read anymore. about that that yeah. you
3: could have a professional kitchen that is been um, approved by environmental health. Yeah. At the, c- at the county mm-hmm. um, until and you could do business out of it until you reach a certain level. Yeah. And then they would ask you to find a yeah, commercial a space, location. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So what with the. Guidelines right now with having to have food, mm-hmm. like what? What <laughs> right does that now, mean? Today, like, could you just it make, could change? Like what? Monday. What's the criteria for food? Like if someone they just has they say a bon- a bona fide meal has to be a meal,
2: could mean anything. It it's nonsensical to us because yeah. Yeah. we're like, okay, what about I mean, if people brought their own food, which we used to encourage because we don't sell food. We're not right. a brew right. pub. We don't have food, um, or you know could we get pre-made sandwiches? Those, that doesn't, that doesn't qualify. There's a lot of things and it needs to be rang up on the same ticket with the alcohol. Yeah. Which I don't know how that stops anybody from getting COVID. I know. (laughs) I was
1: was thinking through it this morning and I was like, I'm trying to like understand the thought process behind, like, like I can, I can see the destination that they were trying to stay away from, which is like, Clubs
2: and mixing and and tons of
1: people, and but then I'm like trying to get back to the part of the show where we're now having,
2: yeah, and the like where you have
1: to buy a bowl of chips to order, and actually,
2: they expect you to do more than that, yeah. And the fact that they separated breweries and from wineries and put them in with bars, yeah, makes no sense. I thought that too when I was looking. Well, maybe I know, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) maybe I do now. Well, we went
0: to a restaurant. And we were just getting a drink at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And the waiter was... I, we forgot. He's like, well, you need to order food. And we're like, oh, okay. So, he like, can we get a menu? He's like, I'll just put... How about some chips and salsa and guac? And I'm like, sure. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm like, hey, where's our chips and salsa? And he says to him, he's like, oh, no, no, I just... I didn't actually put it in. I was like, oh, so you just have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Uh, He's yeah. like, I'm not yeah, charging you. do Yeah, worry. restaurant's yeah.
2: a little bit different because they're already. That's, right. They that's have the food fare. on right. site. It was yeah. the bar section. Yeah. Which is yeah. why. Yeah.
0: But, but still connected the, to I won't throw the restaurant under the bus.
1: But they were like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
2: we just uh, have to have uh, this conversation. hypothetical restaurant that you yeah. hypothetically into. Yeah.
1: This theoretical situation that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we've just been, you know, doing what we've been doing, and we've, like I said, we've done a bunch more canning, um, so that people can have our our beers to go. So we have a lot in brights. We just released a brand new seasonal beer, which we're real excited about. It's uh, called Medusa Head Pumpkin Latte. Mm. Ooh, that nail. sounds so good. So you get to try that when you come over. Yeah, we will. It's uh, a big hit. I think it's going to do well, and um, you know we have a lot of. S- standard beers, like our pale ale. We have an IPA, but we also have some unusual beers. We have a donut beer, and oh, then a cool. coffee. with are companion beers. We made them together. That's and awesome. We have a Greek theme, so it's Castor and Pollux, the Gemini Twins. That's and awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's a Castor coffee amber ale, and then a glazed donut beer, oh, which nice. is surprising. It's not super sweet. It's just, you get that hint of glazed donut when you drink it. It's a yeah. cream ale uh, base, and then with the coffee, you can do it like Don's. coffee and donuts. <laughs> 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 Two-fisted drinking with that one. I was going to say that's <laughs> a good excuse to double fist it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so when you start moved in the fa- facility, is it the one you're in now, or did yes. you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know. Once you set up all that big equipment, you don't want to have yeah. to move if you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We started. It was a warehouse. So from what it was to what we have now, and you'll get to see all the equipment we have in place. It was just a plain, like, open warehouse floor, and then we set up our equipment. We had to tear up the floors to put drains in and do a lot of work in the back. Yeah. So, so our tasting room is kind of, which we're going to start working on now, kind of when it's closed down. We can start doing some of the stuff. Like, we set up a bar. Don Don built it. He used to be a carpenter, so he okay. built a bar. Oh, that's cool. But it's not finished. It's still just wood, so um, I'm going to start working on getting that because I'm going to start taking more time off and – and work on the brewery stuff so why we're not having people in i can kind of
1: yeah finish get it out done that yeah. redo
2: the bathroom in the front yeah it's kind of like just run together we have like picnic tables in there the plastic ones from costco just because we we concentrated on being able to be a production brewery where yeah we have all of our our money sunk into the equipment though
1: so. yeah well your beer des- definitely tastes like it is just very well done It's always delicious and we love it.
0: Yeah, so what's the story behind the name?
2: Okay, well, (laughs) we'll go back (laughs) to the man cave where he's brewing beer and he had a kegerator, which was our kegerator that we opened with. It only had five taps and we'd have a hidden tap with a picnic tap underneath when we first opened. That's awesome. Um, So he had that in, we had a second garage at our other house and that was the, the man cave. So I'm on the Arts Council, the Riverside Arts Council, and have been for years and every year their main fundraiser was this big uh, they called it the mayor's ball and it's evolved over several years and they have an art auction with different artists and one of the artists that we had some of her pieces and really liked her art she was going to have she I heard she had one in and I went around and I ran into her and I'm like where's your piece and she brought me this piece and it's a big Medusa head just the head. And she's screaming like she just got her head cut off. Yeah. And it's in black and whites and it's textured. And so I bid on it and won it. And then my mom saw that and said, where are you going to put that? Didn't really match my house decor. <laughs> and I said, oh, we're going to put it in the, the brewery in the back. And so we started calling that when we'd have friends go oh, we're going to go to Medusa, pub, Medusa Head Pub. So, of course, that was our name when we, uh, you know, went commercial. Yeah. And we got our logo done. Uh, with that in mind, that was our name. We had registered and everything. And we went to Trademark. And there's a Medusa brewery on the East Coast already trademarked. Oh. So we had to change the name. And we're like, oh, what are we going to do? And, well, Medusa has two sisters, Stenos, and they say at Uraly. Yeah. And we're like, hmm, has L in the name. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know, things work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And so we took Ural and Kept the artwork because she's a, a Medusa as well. Has the snakes and everything in her hair, and yeah. and went with that. And that's so, so cool. far, it's worked out. <laughs> that's I love awesome. that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's. L- I think that that wins for the best story of how a business got its name. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, cool. What yeah. do I get? Oh, Prizes, all <laughs> <Beautiful> star radio <laughs> transmission for podcast
2: transmission yeah. for a year. Yeah, a <laughs> like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. forever.
0: <laughs> so when you were when you guys were just brewing at the house, were you? I mean, you'd obviously already been brewing for a while um, <laughs> at that point. did you? What was your go-to, or do you have a favorite, or did you kind of mix it up?
3: Uh, my favorite is pale ale. Yeah. I yeah. like
1: a good pale ale.
3: Very, um, it's like the Pilsner of the ales. Yeah. It's subtle. It's uh, vibrant, delicious. Yeah. I can drink a bunch of them. I was going to say, yeah. it's
1: very drinkable. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Pale yeah. ale is my go-to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what was the – so obviously you guys got into the facility and started brewing and got the logo and all that, the mm-hmm. name nailed down. What was the – like what were the first obstacles or steps to kind of – to going from, okay, now we're making this beer and, and getting it out there?
2: Yeah, it it's difficult. You got to do social media, which I wasn't even on social media. I was like anti-social yeah. media. <laughs> <laughs> so I I figured I wasn't a good person, so I did hire somebody to to do it and and she did a good job um we now i had our our salesman take over because he was a little more savvy more uh um in touch i think with the newer stuff so he he's been taking over in in posting um that's the hardest part i think because we're so media driven and it was new territory for me Um, we redid our website, which was helpful. The, we had one, but it wasn't as user-friendly, and I wanted to be able to go and change things, put our menus, yeah. and so I had a friend that um, we got, actually, we got a technical grant from a small business association that provided a technician and paid him oh to wow. build our That's website and, and help us and show me how to do it. So we're on Squarespace, which is really easy to use. That's I'm pretty great. happy with it, Yeah. yeah. So I think those things, and then my time, because I have a full-time plus job, it was hard to, you know, get give, I think we'd be farther along earlier if I had, you know, I uh, didn't have to split yeah. Yeah. time. <clears throat> yeah, because I was a partner in the firm at the time when we okay. did this, so I resigned <clears throat> because I told them I can't, I right. started this other business, I can't be a partner because that requires even more, you know, the commitment, and, and I have to split my time now. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what was the first step in starting to sell the beer? I mean, obviously now you guys are selling it out of your tap room, right? I and mean, then yes. sure you're working with getting to the point with working in retail and restaurants. What was the first step in going yeah, the, through that the, process? The first of selling?
2: step is just selling out of your tap room. Going to, yeah. uh, we, whenever there were events, charity events, we always uh, were involved. We were involved with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we've done several of their events. Um Whenever we could go to some place where we could get our name out, we would do that. Yeah. And uh, I think that really helped out Um, as far as selling around to uh, other places, which is a very difficult market, especially Riverside, was was a little hard to break into. Uh, Don was our salesman, so not only did he make the beer, because then he could talk about it, right, to other people. And people that liked our beer, we got a lot of... uh, The beer community is pretty friendly with each other for the most part, and... Um, we met some people that were in the industry that gave us help along the way you know hey I, I don't know how to navigate this part and they were very helpful
1: that's so. great I love that mm-hmm. I've been a photographer for 20 years and I've kind of watched the photography industry go from not very much that way to a lot more that way and it's it's just better for the industry on the whole when people yeah are help helping each other, other. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm being cooperative instead of purely competitive.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that from others about the the brewing and the beer industry that for the most part it's a community of people wanting to I'm sure there's always outliers and people that yeah. are, that are not not doing that
3: but yeah. somebody
1: having a bad day.
3: I've been yeah. making beer for 32 years. I also took the professional brewing certificate course at UC San Diego. Okay. Uh, where I learned a lot. From San Diego's who's who so um, I'm a fountain of knowledge for other brewers yeah. and um, mm-hmm. and I will even show our competitors <laughs> how to make better beer yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah th- he's he is very knowledgeable and we have had a lot of um, you know people that know mm. uh, his reputation he's starting to get a reputation and people have come to him and hey I'm having this issue or Um, some people that are wanting to go into the business. Hey, can I learn from you? Yeah. In fact, our our assistant brewer is going to be opening his own brewery soon. We're really sad, but we love him and want him to do well. Yeah. So we're looking for a good assistant brewer. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he kind of had to put us. So that's kind of how COVID helped us. Yeah. (laughs) Kept him from opening (laughs) 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 Gave him more time. It is such a difficult dynamic. I had that happen where I had
1: a couple of photographers that I – trained that started mm-hmm. th- and you're so happy for them but like sad to lose yeah. them and yeah, yeah that creative energy of working together and
2: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, and go ahead oh i said and i'm sure we'll we'll find the right person that you know to fit because he wants to retire and just kinda do writing the recipes and not have yeah. to do the cranking it all out. The brew work, the grind, the you know, all yeah. all the it's a lot of work, uh, brewing on the professional in the level that we do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what does that schedule look like now? Like how often or I know it's a whole process but
3: so yeah, we're constantly making beer pretty much packaging yeah. it. Um so when my friends call me now and ask me what am I doing, I say, well Beer things. I mean, do you want me to give you the list of things that I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, How in-depth
1: of an answer are you looking for? Do you just want me to say fine?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm good. So um, then it's like, when are we going to get together? I go, well, you know, about 536. Yeah. You know, um, I try not to work 100 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are many people who do. Yeah. 100 plus. Um, eighty to a hundred hours a week is not uncommon. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, especially when it's something you're passionate about, and it's not just a job,
3: it's so much easier. I found to yeah to not realize, man, I'm working way too much. Well, that and there is a lot of work to it, yeah. and honestly, it it does take time. It may not be the hardest work. I mean, start something, and uh, wait for it to finish up. Like start heating up water, and then wait for it to get hot yeah you know put that hot water together with your raw materials and let it set for the prescribed amount of time at a certain temperature, yeah you know, so there's a lot of putting things together and waiting, so we work off timers so we can do maybe five six things at the same time, yeah, 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 and now that we're busier, I have lots of timers, and w- I've outfitted the brewery where we could almost do everything at the same time. that's cool, yeah
1: like it's probably similar to photography where it's like some art and some science and a little bit of luck it's right yeah. in there yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah a lot of science yeah
3: <laughs> yeah the science guides our practice yeah and and actually the practice it it's a simple application of the science and that's a difficult part for a lot of people you know they have a lot of science in their mind but when they come down to apply it it mm-hmm. becomes hard for them
1: yeah I can see that
3: yeah,
0: yeah, and that's the with us doing this podcast and talking to different business owners that have created something i I love seeing how whether the the business side or the science and the numbers and come together with the the artistic and the creative side when mm-hmm. when someone's able to bring those two worlds together and and do them well is a lot of times when really the magic happens and it yeah. seems like with you guys obviously that's a, a perfect fit, so how many how many beers are
3: you guys brewing now? Do you know? I think <laughs> we probably have uh, t- over twenty of different 20, beers yeah. um, available right now.
2: But overall, he he has an amazing amount of recipes.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, throughout the years, I probably have like about six hundred recipes. Wow. wow. And a couple years ago, there was a bit of a lull because you know we were having construction and so i really couldn't make beer or make beer to the extent that maybe i might have should have at the time so i i wrote a bunch of recipes and in two weeks i wrote like 60 different recipes yeah wow. out
2: of his head which <laughs> baffles me but <laughs> yeah that, that's why he's a genius at so the then of some it. of
3: those are becoming <laughs> beers now i'm, I'm making okay. them mm-hmm, yeah that's
0: cool have you done an oatmeal stout
3: yeah, mm-hmm. our uh, mole stout is actually an Ommegang. Oh, that stem.
2: sounds good. stout is yeah, is, mm. it's it's very good beer. Don't have that one on tap though right now. Yeah, yeah it's ready to go on tap, but it's not.
3: And on tap. Uh, recently, I upped the heat a bit. You know, at first I thought I need to make these beers approachable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who knows everything? Nobody so then we put that beer out there and and saw how it sold and lots of people loved it it. yeah and then I thought to myself well you know I thought that we would have sold more of it to our partners who have Mexican food restaurants um just didn't happen so then I decided to talk to the people who were drinking it and there was this one couple that came in they're very they're like chefs in their own right. yeah. And they love to cook and everything. And, and they were talking about it and they recommended a chili combination for that beer that I later on tried. And one of them was Serrano's and I also put the Chipotle in there. So I roasted up some Serrano's and then I guess you could say titrated the amount of chili for the amount of heat I was looking to get out of it. And when that heat I thought was at the perfect magnitude mixed that beer up, put it together, and then served it to people. Well, some friends of mine tried it, and then they had like a food and beer tasting at their house, Tibor. Oh, yeah. And he he put it up against some very heavy hitters, you know, which I won't mention uh, the names, but, you know, some, and even some of those were like barrel-aged stouts, and he said, but I'm banking that people are gonna like yours better, you know, and we made floats out of them Mm -hmm. for dessert. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that that beer with uh, float in it with the heat and, and all the flavors hundred, in yeah, that it beer, was it good. was awesome. Yeah, that sounds wow. amazing. Yeah, you got yeah. cinnamon, chocolate, yeah. and then
2: the heat. Yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent. Do you beer. have that in
3: cans right now? or? No. No, no. not right now. Um, we could. It just uh, We'll
2: tap a little for you when we get okay. to the food.
1: <laughs> 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 Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah.
0: One of my favorite beers is the Samuel Smith Oatmeal Stout. Mm. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. It is a good one. Yeah. They have
1: a, what's, are they the ones that have that banana bread one? I don't think that's a Samuel Smith. They have a nut brown
0: ale and they have like some weird strawberry. Yeah.
1: When we lived in North Carolina there, maybe it was a local brewery that had like this banana bread. Yeah, I think it was a Mm.
3: local brewery out there. Oh, it
2: was
1: so good.
3: Yeah. yeah, that sounds like a great yeah, beer.
2: Do, yeah, it does sound like. Yeah, it really I think good. one of the weirdest beers we had that people it was a uh, peanut butter no. Peanut butter maple bacon brown. Oh, so it was yeah. peanut butter and bacon, which yep. I had been bugging him. He was saying, like, I'm going to make a peanut. I go, no, make a peanut butter bacon because my dad used to make us peanut butter bacon sandwiches. That's awesome. When we were kids.
1: Yeah. It's like all the best things
2: in one yeah. sandwich. Yeah. And
3: oh, people, people love that beer. <laughs> they, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, the best
2: comment I got on that was, oh, let me try that because they got to try it. Yeah. And he tasted it. He goes, I don't know if I should love it or hate it, but give me a pint. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: so with beers like that, do you just have – some that are seasonal that come and go, or Mm -hmm. how do you guys manage that?
3: Well, (laughs) some of them are, you know, one-off beers that we make. um, And any of them we could make again. But uh, because it's so driven by what's new and uh, what's the the latest thing that you've Mm -hmm. made. Trendy, yes. People are looking for different. Um, I had read about pastry stouts, and then I made our donut beer, which isn't a stout. But um, it is a pastry beer, because donuts are pastry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I decided to make that companion beer, and then, you know, Carrie's ideas were, why don't we call them Castor and Pollock's, the Gemini Twins? I I said, yeah, perfect.
2: Yeah, we released them on a Sunday.
3: We released them actually at a, yeah, on a Sunday, and we would advertise, come in for brunch. Have coffee and donuts. donuts. (laughs) But then a beer event came up before COVID. You know, it was in August and it was a a first run up in uh, Big Bear Lake, and they had about fifty breweries there. And it was yeah, it was you know quite the um, for their first time festival.
2: Pretty aggressive that they yeah they had quite a few breweries and it was pretty crowded. So
3: we were set up near the entrance and people would come in. I go. Oh, Coffee and you use it to have as much beer as you want <laughs> and whatever. I go, try this donut beer. And they were like, but I don't like a sweet beer. I go, wouldn't call it sweet. Let me just pour you a little dribble. And if you don't like it, there's a spot over there you can spit it out. <laughs> yes. And if you do, I'll fill it up for you. And if you want to chug it, I'll give you the other one. <laughs> so then I give them the dribble, then they take it up, and then they get a big smile on their face before they say anything. They go, Wow wow yeah <laughs> fill that up yeah. and then I go yeah chug that down let me give you that coffee beer and so you can see how good that one is too so then they go oh man yeah I go not tell all your friends and before <laughs> yeah. we knew it we had a line like 200 people yeah. long oh my wow. gosh wow.
1: Yeah, that's was, amazing uh,
2: I talked to the organizer and they said yeah you had a lot of buzz about your donut beer that's that is, it's surprising so people don't it's not ex- what they expect when they yeah. taste it yeah. Yeah, because it's very beery. So it's still a beer experience with the bonus of being a donut, where you can hit d- a donut and a beer, the same thing. You just can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah. With that.
3: So it really made me think that um, I got to have fun with this. So mm-hmm. um, it is so, a lot of work. And yeah. that's the point where I had a few more jobs than just making the beer. And at that point, I said, you know, let's let other people do those jobs because. If I'm just bogged down in it, then how am I going to dream up these beers that are so successful? Yeah, I got to dare to dream.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So we hired our first salesman about that time. Though that's great. We're on our second one, and we're uh, very happy with him. And and uh, even now with COVID, that kind of he had just started with us like in November, December of last year, and so he wasn't around very long, and he didn't have any industry knowledge. He just loved beer and but he was a salesman. So we've coached him along on, on beer stuff. Yeah. Um and he's a go getter, so you know, he he's uh, doing well. He's hustling. You know, yeah.
3: He talks to the people. Yeah, he puts he, in the time. He, yes, yeah, he puts yeah. in the
2: time and he's That's approachable what it's about. and yeah, it is. Um yeah, he, very sincere. Yeah. So, you know, that the ingredients for a good salesman so i just kind of kind of rein him in because he he's really enthusiastic and sometimes he comes up with ideas i'm like let's talk this through. <laughs> that's not gonna work i like your your ideas I like so where you but yeah. you know uh <clears throat> There was just some certain things where like, no, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like us. I'm gonna be the that mom. Is, <laughs> that is us. Yes, yeah, I'm. Yeah, that sounds I'm like us. So I'm mom. like,
0: okay, Marissa. So I'm thinking like this, this, and this, and this, and then that can lead to that. And She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're still doing this yeah, over here. Yeah, I'm like, here. pick
2: one
0: of those. It's like, oh uh, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. So where? Obviously, you guys have the Glass Ranch beer. You partnered with them mm-hmm. uh, with your to make their with private, yeah, yeah. private label beer. With your beers, um, are you in any local restaurants or where? We, we Obviously, don't they could get it from you directly. But where else can people find you
2: it? You can find it here in Redlands at <clears throat> Gerard's. Okay, uh, they, I think they have almost all of our beer canned beer that we. Pro- that we have official and official cans, you know, the yeah. pretty ones, not the, the silver <laughs> ones with yeah. our label slapped on that I printed on the printer there. <laughs> <laughs> they taste the same, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, we are in, in some restaurants on tap. Um, let's see. We're at Beer Farm in Riverside, which is in the food court. Yep. Um, they actually have our pumpkin latte beer. Okay. Oh, cool. So, <clears throat> they they took that and um i'm trying to think i i can't keep track a lot of we're in some new places where we have uh the cans so we're in pizza king down in uh that's harupa valley Mm -hmm. um we're in cans um up in the mountains we're in crestline at biennale liquor just trying to think of all the recent ones we've been in like um Brickwood, a lot, which is downtown Riverside. Um, they've carried our beer in Pixels in Riverside, 14th Street Liquor in Riverside, or that's Quick Pick, it's on 14th Street. Quick Pick Liquor. So every once in a while, we're in um, La Bodega. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's Yeah. Yeah, so a bunch of places. If you don't see us, ask for us. <laughs> I mean, we'll be yeah. in there. <laughs> So well. with your
0: sales guy, he's his basic job is to find and develop other accounts, accounts. nurture your existing accounts, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. continue those yeah. relationships, and yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. we're in Stacks and Rancho Cucamonga, which is a sandwich shop. We okay. just did a pint night with them uh, uh, last month, and uh, so w- they're carrying. We were them. also
3: in the Hideaway Cafe downtown Riverside, yep. uh, Rancho yeah. Taco um we love safe,
2: yeah safe house in merino valley safe house merino valley yeah we do uh their house beer is the tropical blonde merino valley tropical blonde okay oh, cool. and uh so that's a very good beer and they c- have our coconut porter there and sometimes some other other beers of ours that sounds good coconut porter the, yeah that was one of mm-hmm. our flagship beers and uh we still have that every once in a while we put it in cans every time we put it in can we did the the silver brights with the slap on label yeah um, it sells out pretty fast, yeah um, when we first did that, he was still experimenting with cans and probably because we used freshly roasted coconut, he felt it was a little unstable until he could find a way to keep the flavor stabilized. We didn't want to put it in cans if it wasn't going yeah. to yeah you know last for it have a, uh, a long enough shelf life yeah. So, but the but the one we have now is I think we could can, and it would do very well,
0: yeah, that sounds good, I yeah, love he's always working that. on them. <laughs> so have That's you true. gotten into any of the competitions and entering that whole world at all?
2: Y- yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah, we have yeah. we've won uh, two medals at l a international, we won for our Amber L, we won a bronze medal, nice, uh, I think two thousand and That was
3: 2018, I think, and 2019. We got uh, silver.
2: Silver medal for German style sours for our our sour cherry gosa. So that's good. We were hoping to win a bunch of medals this year, but we decided not to send our beers. We didn't want to, you know, there's an expense to entering and shipping. And with not knowing what was going to go on, we felt that money was better to Uh, stay in the house. Yeah, (laughs) well,
3: uh, (laughs) there was competitions canceled. We actually yeah. sent beers off to the World Beer Cup. Oh,
2: yeah. The World Beer Cup was canceled.
3: Those beers got made into hand sanitizer. But they, <laughs> they refunded everybody's fees,
2: so yeah. just not the shipping Yeah. Yeah, yeah cost, but the, fee, the entry fees. Yeah. Uh, I
0: know. I can't wait until you were talking about that event and Big mm-hmm. Bear and the line of 200 people. And, and so I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have the world open back up to have those types of events.
2: And Yeah, they did the mm-hmm. Great American Brew Fest. You can tell he's got his hat, his Brunei. We did <laughs> not enter any... Um, beers in the competition this year for that one but we were like I said we, it was one we just didn't but we supported their efforts and we were on their uh, like a hop passport or a brewery passport for people because since they couldn't go to the festival and drink if you're in this area hey we'll give you 20% off during during oh the well time cool. it would be yeah. the Great American Brew Fest so yeah. Yeah. which just ended and on the 17th they, they announced all the winners Cool. so california did very well i, I they did a 63 s- medals 60 yeah 63 medals wow yeah. so.
0: wow how many how many breweries do you think there are in riverside do you know like just a six
2: six
0: seven
2: yeah. mm-hmm. we've got heroes packing house route 30 uh thompson's us um unfortunately there was inland empire but they just closed um what am all I points that never but completely yeah they, they haven't they're still working on their licensing um did i get all of them I oh think so. no i didn't wicks <laughs> i forget that. oh yeah wicks and brew crew but i don't know if they they're experimental and they have uh Rotating brewmasters or breweries going through that, which is a really cool idea. Hmm. Um, um,
3: I heard through a friend recently that Brew Crew is looking to close.
2: Okay. Yeah. So.
3: COVID's been hard on a lot of businesses. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: It really has. I think I. I think I got everybody in that.
3: I think you did too. Okay.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Have you? So what's What's the jump? Or have you guys done bottling at all, for
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: we we did barrel aged in the twenty two ounce bombers, but cans are king. They keep the beer fresher. Yeah. Um, our barrel aged, we did our first barrel aged was a sweet potato pie ale.
0: Oh wow!
2: Aged in rum barrels. Oh, cool. So, and we released it right before Thanksgiving, so it's a real holiday. Yeah. Beer. Um, and that was two years ago. Or wait, yeah, two years ago we released that beer. Yeah. And then the following year we released. Uh, a Kronos, wi- or Kronos, which is a little bit over 12%. It's a Russian imperial stout aged in George Dickel, Tennessee, whiskey barrels. Hmm. So, which is, sour it's mash. pretty, Yeah, it's pretty yeah. P- popular. Pretty huh. cool. Are well, the that sou- one we have on tap.
0: Do you? <laughs> are the, are the sours I've never got into the sour. Yeah, so that, was, they, that one's they, not a sour. Oh, it's not a
3: sour. It's just sour mash whiskey. Oh, okay.
0: But yeah. are the sours, are those... I never really got into them or weren't my favorite. Are those still pretty popular? Or are they? uh, oh, they're yeah. popular yeah. with
3: yeah certain people There's, that yeah. love a sour. Um, and the true sour is a mixed fermentation. Um, years do ago, before the first Pure Culture, um, which, um, let's see, what's his name? Christian Anderson, I believe, was the... Scientist, questions? and he was wor- working. <laughs> 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 no, it's not Hans Christian. <laughs> oh, a <that> bad time story. <laughs> he material. was working uh, for, I think, Carlsberg Brewery Company. Um, guy who invented the microscope. Okay. And Don von Leeuwenhoek. <laughs> I believe he was working for Carlsberg when he made that first microscope. So a lot of scientific breakthroughs have come through from breweries. That's um, cool. So, before that first pure culture, all beers were sour eventually. Mm. Lactobacillus works a bit slow. Yeah. And the more highly you hop the beer, the less likely they will take a good foothold, um, especially if you get over 10 IPUs. And 10 IBUs, you wouldn't even really taste the hops. It wouldn't even be a bitter beer. It would just balance the bitter and the sweet. Yeah. That's what, part of the job of what hops do. They can also flavor, and you can get aromas, and, uh, and if you smell a hop straight out of the bag, for the most part, they don't really smell fruity. Um, hmm. Although I did walk up on a hop at a beer event that smelled fruity as any hop that I had ever smelled called the Styrian Wolf, hmm. and I told a friend of mine about it, and he became the first brewmaster for Lake Arrowhead Brewing Company, and he decided, you know, after I talked up that hop, that he was going to make a single hop beer, a uh, double IPA. Um, they didn't That's call good. it the Sturian Wolf, but that was his name for it. That's so cool. we refer to it as the Wolf. The Wolf, yeah. <laughs> the wolf. <laughs> okay. And I remember good. picking up the Wolf, and uh, every sip I got a different fruit out of it. Yeah. Huh. And like passion fruit, but strawberry, coconut, that. pineapple. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds I'm good. sure we will. Yeah, we'll huh. probably
2: make one.
0: So are you guys from Riverside originally?
2: No, I'm I'm a transplant from, uh, was born in San Diego. Okay. And, uh, but uh, grew up in Orange County. I think we moved to Orange, Anaheim originally yeah. when I was five, but spent most of the time in Westminster. Um, and I moved out to Riverside uh, when I was 23 and haven't left. And when I met Don, which was uh, 17, almost 18 years ago, Mm-hmm. Um, he lived up in Hesperia at the time. And uh we were dating for about three months and he had me come up for a Christmas party and I got out of the car at this Christmas party and they have a cold wind up there and I said, Oh no So that night I told him, Hey, if this is a deal breaker, I just gotta let you know I will never live up here. <laughs> 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 You'll have to come to Riverside. It's too cold up here. Yeah. <laughs> so So That's then so when great. we got married he moved out here and we've been married for sixteen years, so
0: it's Very a cool. It's a good place. It we is a good place. we yeah. even moved back to it.
1: We're happy to be home.
0: Yeah. So what's the do you guys have like what's the next step? Are you guys kind of at a place where you're happy with the groove you're in or is there certain goals or a place that you guys look to take the business?
2: Um I I think we're pretty happy with the groove we're in right now because, you know, the future's so up in the air right now. I mean, what our goal was was to be able to uh, to keep our we've got big equipment. We've got a ten barrel. It's not huge, but uh, big for a good size for a small brewery pr- to do uh, quite a bit of production. So our goal was to keep that in production in ad tanks and just you know produce enough beer out of that where it would uh, do a nice business. So that's still our goal, I think.
3: Yeah. And
2: we're starting to get there. We're I think we're going to have to get new tanks this year because. In part because the Glass Ranch beer is keeping us busy. Yeah, that that was a, a really nice thing. We, we released the first beer, the Blood Orange Blonde, uh, about a year ago in September, and we had worked with them and they had tasted the beers and picked that one, and so we made our first batch, which was a ten barrel batch, and it canned out, sixteen ounce cans, 105 cases, the first run, and Betsy saw that it's probably more beer than they've ever had in their their <laughs> fridge because you've seen if you've been yeah you know, they only have a small section yeah, it's not beer. yeah it's not huge and she told mom, <clears throat> what's the shelf life on this i'm <laughs> gonna do well i guess we could mark it down and it sold out in three weeks wow. That's so, awesome. so we always make bigger batches and then we've done now they have six different beers with the latest a tangerine session IPA, yeah,
1: <clears throat> and they all just look so beautiful together. Yeah, they do. Like, I love looking at them. And she's so display. good at setting them
2: up and fo- photographing them and posting she them. And she's yeah. really good at marketing, she's an artist, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: It was cool to see, too. So, we when we released the podcast with them and on our Facebook, I think we got like four or five thousand views on it. And I had people were even messaging me thinking I was them, you know, and they're yeah. asking about the beers <laughs> and they're like. We had no idea that they had beer <laughs> or like people that don't live in Riverside anymore, but somewhere in the Inland Empire, <laughs> Southern <laughs> California. Like, oh, I grew up in Riverside and
3: no, yeah. I worked
0: there at the Christmas tree farm or my dad worked there and <laughs> I didn't know they had beers now. Like, I'm going to take a trip out there. To, so and that's really our goal with this is just for for local creative businesses to we can give them just a little bit more exposure and tell their story. But it was, it was cool to see because we did even yeah. when we had them on, we had no idea. Yeah. And how long ago did that happen?
2: A, a year ago we released ago. the first one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the seltzer just came out.
2: The seltzer just came out this past week.
0: Yeah. So is that right now, is that the only place you can get the seltzer at their market? You, uh, it, yes. Yeah. 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 And then the... So you said with the tap room, you're doing it every other Saturday right now?
2: Yeah, every other Saturday. And do you have like a
0: food truck come in or what are you guys yes. doing?
2: Yeah, we're pairing, with, pairing up with a food truck or... Uh, some of them are the the grill where they set up their grill yeah. and stuff, right. but yeah. So whatever we can do to have a bonafide meal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to serve <laughs> with our beer, that's yeah. what we're doing. So. It
1: would be so great to get some more businesses like that in that area. Yes. Down there. Yeah, It's really just you guys in arcade yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we both graduated from North. He probably tells you that, but so okay. we we love that. That little North High School area, yeah. <laughs> so it would be great to see it.
2: Yeah, it It, drive. it needs. Uh, they need some revitalization mm. in that yeah. area. I mean, they've done some. They just need they, some revitalization. Really needs to <laughs> yeah to do some cleanup on University. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Towards the college, it's a little bit better. It's a the little better. University villages yeah. is not bad. They, they. Redid some of the other areas are a little bit around that, um, but it's still. It hasn't quite bled. <gasps> no. Down well, in Riverside, it's yet. always been a weird city it where is. you have nice area, and right down the street is is, you know, uh, not so nice area, or you yeah. know, or one that's just not kept up as well, and it's just got that p- there like pockets. So it's really a mixed city all over the city. Yeah. Which part of the part of its charm, too, yeah. is that, you know, friends with your neighbors and you all go to the same s- grocery store and and uh, you know it's very diverse. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's
1: what we love about it. That was kind of what drew us back home was from living in the Carolinas and where it is not diverse at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were excited to come home and kind of have our kids had that same experience that we had growing up, which was just the riverside melting pot that it's just yeah, yeah, yeah it's really a, it's a cool it is. place to be kinds of different people and yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's
0: yeah. like she said that's one of the things we really love about it and what brought us back where, where we were before it was like if you lived in this area then you were going to get this type of person and mm-hmm. that high school was all the kids were going to be cookie cutter looking like that mm-hmm. uh, for the most part so It still exists everywhere to some extent. I think Riverside is,
2: yes, very unique. They've got, it's a big Mm. college town. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a huge arts culture. That's mine. Yeah. No problem. (laughs) It's telling me to walk.
3: (laughs) 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 And because we have the California School for the Deaf, we get a lot of deaf people come in, too. Really? Interesting. Yeah. So, and they love beers, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, my wife uses her talks talk to text yeah and yeah. then they show each other the phone <laughs> you know. yeah, awesome. yeah have a little conversation it, yeah, yeah. um cool. because we don't know sign language and <laughs> right. um and they're probably real good at reading lips but um <laughs> you know it's nice if they don't have to yeah 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 yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. so yeah it's very it, cool. it is a very unique town and uh, yeah you know, it's the biggest small town, I think, around. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. knows it. Everybody that's more like three degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like even when we came back, and so our main thing is we publish a real estate magazine uh, for real estate agents in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. And we started meeting with, as we started meeting with people and, 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 and getting to know the real estate agents, it was always like, Seems like over every so meeting, it's yeah. like, "Well, what high schools do you go to?" Like, I went to Polly, I'm like, "Oh, I knew this guy." They're like, "Yeah, I knew him." <laughs> yeah, so it is. Yeah, it, it's so that happens so it so is fast.
2: Very few yeah. degrees of separation.
0: You mentioned the uh, the Riverside Arts Council. Mm-hmm. That what what is that exactly? The
2: Riverside Arts Council is really uh, was put in place to help uh, other arts organizations to have a central place for. Uh, helping them to grant write like the smaller organizations, somebody that maybe is only one artist um, to do grant writing um, to put together some fundraising and do small organizational grants um, to raise awareness in Riverside County and, and particularly of course the city of Riverside and partner with other arts organizations in California and nationally to bring awareness to the programs that they have here and start other programs. I know recently they uh, just started an arts in some of the prisons where they're helping the inmates find a voice writing. That's uh, cool. That's great. And and doing some artistic work, you know. That's very cool. Um,
0: How long have you worked with them?
2: Um, I have been on the council for... A long time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably at least ten years, probably longer, yeah. a little that's bit cool. longer, ten to twelve years.
1: Yeah. I grew up at Rever- Riverside Valley Arts Dancing, and so okay. CRB, and so yeah, we always had a lot of overlap with the Arts Council.
2: Okay. So yeah, good. right now they're, they they send out the uh, fifteen favorites every week. If you haven't um, subscribed to that, which is really cool because they that highlight things to do and some of them are free some of them are not but it tells you what's going on in the city so you can go to the mm. uh riverside arts council website and sign up for that newsletter and it just is 15 it comes out weekly hey here's what's going on this week it's cool and uh gives you a lot of information on things to do things yeah. to so see the email they send yeah out? it's an email email newsletter yeah.
1: yeah i know i saw they're doing ghost walk Virtually virtually this yeah. year. That's yeah. cool. It, that was yeah. one of those things that I was like, I wonder what's gonna happen with Ghost Walk. Yeah. What have you heard what's happening with the is it the festival of trees or just the mission? I, I Inn don't and, know what yeah. they're
2: gonna do with that. I mean, I think could probably maybe do that. They'd have to limit, you'd have to reserve a time. Yeah. You know, and now that we slipped back into purple. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I know, I felt like know.
1: I was having like a glimmer of hope for holiday yeah. stuff that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it them. really didn't affect us because we weren't doing any indoor, and that's yeah. the only thing it cut out. So, yeah. Uh, but it's sad for the people that were, you know, it's sad for all of us that were s- being. Um, hit economically and nobody expected it to go on this long. Right. You no. know. Um well we'll see what happens after the elections and uh hopefully it'll be for the better. Yeah. Or hopefully it won't get any worse. Yeah. We'll start <laughs> you know. making some progress.
0: Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. I think things are going to start to open up after the election.
1: I hope so. I
0: think. Oh, so well. Yeah. But the day before are we were w- taking bets. Yeah, <laughs> I have a couple out there already. We, ha- uh, I think it was the day before we went back to purple, and because we're huge movie buffs, and like the movie theaters are open, and we, we were, went
3: we, to a movie. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know we've been to mm. as
0: soon as it opened. I think we've been to like four already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. But at, we were as the day before they we went back to purple, and we were by the movie theater. We were just in that shopping center, and I looked at the movie theater and go. I have a feeling we're...
1: See, it's your fault. Yeah, it's my
0: fault. Like, I have a mm-hmm. feeling we're going to go back.
1: It's purple because of Mark
2: Menezes. And the next
0: yeah. day. So do you guys have any new beers that you have planned coming out for <laughs> fall, winter, or what's... Well,
2: we did did release the, the pumpkin latte, yeah. which is different because a lot of people do pumpkin beers, and yeah. Don and was like when we did the sweet potato pie people were like are you going to do a pumpkin beer and, and he's like no i'm not going to do a pumpkin beer that's why i did sweet potato pie right yeah. you know and then a friend approached him and said you should do a pumpkin beer
3: mm. and he
2: he approached me and he goes yeah ken wants me to do a pumpkin beer and i said well do it different do a pumpkin latte I like that. <laughs> so that's what we did and uh it's delicious you know mm-hmm. um a lot of people love coffee and Mm -hmm. pumpkin you can have your pumpkin pie and coffee in one beer yeah so yeah yeah, it fully turned out well but i didn't expect anything less from don he's a (laughs) brilliant brewmaster.
1: it sounds like you're very good with like pairings and flavors and knowing Mm -hmm. like just the right things to bring together
3: well brewing is experiential yeah and Mm -hmm. you could read about it in a book and learn all the science and uh but if you never make a beer then you really don't know how.
1: Yeah,
3: it's true. And so then what comes out of that and tasting it and knowing what each ingredient does to, to the flavor as well as the variance that you can do to your processes times temperatures. And um, even when you add an ingredient will have uh, mm. yeah. a change in the flavor. Yeah. So. Having made beers for 32 years with one change at a time, is what gave me that experience, that knowledge.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
3: Yeah. So, do you
0: cook a lot as well?
3: Yeah, I like yeah. I love to cook. Yeah, uh, I love yeah. to eat. <laughs> and so. I know I
1: say that all the time. Like, I need to cook because I like eating good food. Yeah.
3: yeah, and that's one of the things. I mean. You could say that COVID's been bad because we're all sitting around at home, but you know, we get to spend more time together, get to cook together and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, eat together and, you know, I'm really enjoying it, my family. Um, Yes, I would like to be, you know, the the economy to me to be more open and we could uh, expand our business in a different way and uh, work the ideas that we've been Thinking about and really itching to put into practice. But we will in time. We'll get there. Yeah, for sure. We'll still have those ideas when the time comes. (laughs) Yeah. And then we'll get to enact them.
1: I know. There's a lot of things about quarantine life that I hope that people take with them. And like, you know, some things that we can like maybe let go of. Like we don't need to be so busy and. Let's evaluate all these things that we were doing that we stopped doing, and we all, you know, it was okay.
3: I yeah. just decided I was going to be happy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I made my my bar for happiness more esoteric. I like that. So the things that make me happy can't be taken away from me.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, that's that's the best attitude to have. Yes. Well, we love your beers that we've had so Thank far. You. Can't wait to taste more. Thank you. Um, but thank you so much for, for coming all the way out to Redlands and, yeah. and sharing Thanks your story. Thanks for having
2: us. We were really excited to come yeah. and, and be here and accommodating our, our time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. can't wait to drink so all your beers are now. <laughs>
2: are ready to adjourn to the brewery? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Drink all yeah. the beers. <laughs> Thanks again.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, did some still be a functional bathroom? Yeah, exactly.